0: Welcome to the Mindset of a Man, your new favorite podcast all about men's health, physical, mental, and emotional. I'm your host, Chad Monk, and I made this podcast to start having the conversations you may not want to have, but you need to have. I've been in the fitness and health industry for a while now, and at this point, no topic is really off the table. Thank you for joining me today and get ready for today's episode. What's going on, fam? I am coming to you live with a special event here today. So I've got my boy. I'm not going to tell you who he is. I'm going to allow him to go ahead and give us an introduction because I'm super stoked to have him on the podcast with me today. We're going to be talking all about the mindset of a competitor because there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that not a lot of people see, not a lot of people talk about, not a lot of people understand when it does come to competing. So without further ado, my boy, give me an introduction. Let's hear it.
1: Yes, sir. It's the boy Tyrell. So, uh, I'm a friend of Chato's. We actually met at our what was my first show last was that last year, last yeah last uh, last year November. Yeah, it's been about a year now. Um, that's kind of how we know each other. So, kind of like fresh in in competing in bodybuilding, of course. Naturally, we're in the natural, I guess, category. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, not much to me, man. I've been working out for a very long time. Finally, just decided to compete, and here we are talking about the mindset of a competitor.
0: <laughs> Dude, I absolutely love it, and man, it's like it's such a great thing to talk about because like a lot of people don't understand like the mindset it really takes to be a competitor and also to do it more. Like I remember, I don't know if you were at like the like the pre-event the night before, but like I remember like there was like one speaker that came on stage and he was like. Listen guys, gotta soak it up as much as possible because for a lot of you, this is going to be the only competition for you. Were you there for that?
1: Yeah, I was, yeah. So some people, right? and, like and just, I think that says a lot. Some people, they just it's just not for them after the first time, you know? 100% because like a lot of people don't understand what they're
0: getting themselves into when they actually go to step on stage the first time that they're just like, oh shit, I'm done. There's no way of doing that again. That was way yeah. too much work. There's way too much going on. And, like, it really does speak a lot to, like, the actual, like, journey of a competitor, right?
1: That's exactly right, brother.
0: And it's, so, Tyrell. It's not an easy one. Yeah, man. Dude, it's, it's it's really not. So, like, Tyrell, I know you just said that you've been training for a long time now, but, like, how long have you really been training for?
1: Okay, so I'm going to age myself here. Still feeling young, looking young. You know, I'm out here.
0: But um,
1: <laughs> I'm 29 years old, right? So I started, I've been training for, like, over a decade already obviously like in the earlier days when we're like fresh 18s and stuff like that it was really like off and on um until i finally found the flow i think it was probably somewhere in my like early 20s around like 22 23 ish because i was a very skinny dude like i was fucking extremely skinny um yeah so about so about 22 23 is kind of like when i found my flow so i'd say like solid consistent um bodybuilding and working out that was probably going to be about six seven years solid like Routine there, five days a week minimum. Um, right now, okay, I'm almost man. every day. I don't recommend almost every day. Your body needs time to recover. But I'm going balls to the walls right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I remember I, I saw that recently. I saw that recently, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hitting the gym seven days a week. I was like, man, what, what what you doing? What you doing?
1: Yeah, man. It's one of those things. It's like I'm I'm like naturally like I'm a bro split type of dude. So it's like I like to hit one body part in one day. So because I'm trying to yeah. grow my shoulders and legs. It's like, okay, well, I can't miss my other body parts, but I got to add more volume for the other body parts I want to go. So I'm just like going hard as fuck. <laughs> right on, man. Well, like, let's, let's talk more about that,
0: actually. Let's talk about bro splits. Um, so, like, do you find that, like, the bro split is hitting, like, the muscle groups enough for you in just hitting them once a week?
1: Yeah, so the way I look at it is, like, um, it depends what you're doing in the day that you go, right? Uh, as long as you're getting enough sets and quality sets in that day, Like, I spend about, like, an hour to an hour and a half on each body part when I'm going in the gym, right? So as long as I'm, like, fucking hammering, I feel like in in my mind, it's, like, if I hammer that day for that body part, that's more than enough volume to get me through the day if I was to, like, split it between two days, if I was doing a push-pull legs or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely understand
0: that. Like, I, like, I've definitely always, like, kind of pushed myself towards more of, like, the push-pull legs kind of split. It's just been, like, something that, like, has worked really well for me. Dude, right now my training routine is so fucking all over the place. Like since my injury earlier in this earlier this year, I uh yeah, blew up my shoulder. And so I like then was training legs <laughs> I was training legs four times a week. Get this. Like- four
1: times a fucking week.
0: Dude, it was a lot. So I was training legs four times a week. I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna push and push and push. I like obviously like made sure like my training routine was locked down because I was like, if I'm training legs four times a week, and it's not locked down, if I'm just kind of like going in and just doing random shit, I'm going to burn out so fucking quickly. But, yeah. like, the way I did it, I was just, like, really looking at, like, how much, like, the range of motion of each day and range of motion for each exercise was. So I wasn't, like, overstretching my legs because I knew that was going to be, like, my biggest hindrance if I kept going with that.
1: Yeah. And were you doing that because, like, your shoulder was messed up so you couldn't really, like, train shoulders or chest? Yeah. Or okay. Yeah, I was, 100%. I probably would have did the same thing, to be honest with you, because, like, I wouldn't just, like, stop going to the gym. There's, like, no fucking way. I would have did the exactly. same thing. Yeah. exactly right like you gotta
0: like as, as like we do talk about it it's like yeah like with our mindsets it's like well i'm not going to just like stop right i'm going to find a way around it the gym is like my second home so it's like i'm not gonna just like drop off and not go to the gym because oh my shoulder hurt well i'm gonna find a way around it and still be able to make it in there because that's like my sanctuary right yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly it's like some it's for like for the mind you know what i'm saying it's a it's just something that we need you know it's a part of our lifestyle so it's just to not be there is just weird
0: yeah 100 like, it's like
1: it's like not not brushing my teeth honestly like i need to brush my teeth. <laughs> I, I need to go i need to go to the gym <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> it's just part of like that daily routine now and it's just so stuck so like Tyra, like what made you really want to start competing originally
1: so it, it's actually funny because like um as i was working out i always used to say. And I always used to make fun of like how posing on stage, you know, standing there smiling on stage was kind of (laughs) like it wasn't me. Right. But I think at a certain point, you know, obviously been following bodybuilding for a long time. After a while, I started to be like, you know what, maybe maybe I could do it, you know. And I think for me, the reason why I did it, number one, was to just because I've been training for so long. I was like, what way could I challenge myself in a new way? Right. Um, And obviously like competing is going to take you to a whole nother level because that's just another, another ballpark in terms of like training and just mindset and, you know, discipline and all that stuff. Right. So for me, I think it was just um, trying to challenge myself in a new way and trying to take my physique to a place that I've never been before. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Dude, I love that.
0: Cause yeah, like it's, it really does just like test you, right? Like there's so many more, like there's such a higher level that you can get to. And it's just like the only thing that the only reason that you haven't gone to
1: the levels because you haven't tried exactly yeah dude it's wild and explore uncharted territory for me right yeah dude and
0: like that's exactly like what it was like for me too it's like hey like what if i did a prep what if i stepped on stage what what's next then like what what else can i do if i can stay like absolutely disciplined for a four-month prep and i don't know about you i actually was in prep for fucking like 10 months of last
1: year (laughs) fucking covid man that's why dude
0: fucking covid it, like, yeah like yes. since that like the first competition got canceled i was like hey well we're still going we're we're not stopping now and so then i was just like hey well we're just gonna keep going so yeah 10, 10 months, months out of last year i was in prep and i was just like this is this is too much now this is too yeah, much
1: that's a, that's a long time i think mine was a, initially i started with a 16 week prep, prep and then i moved my shows just because yeah. of like covid and stuff and i ended up being something like 24 weeks you know oh my um, so it just added an extra two months but like if you're, you were 10 months, you know what I'm saying? Like, just an extra month on prep is, like, fuck. Here we, I got to stay on this for, like, another fucking month, you know? Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, especially when you're in the nitty-gritty, you know what I'm saying? It's just annoying because, like, the un... I guess the unpredictability of, like, COVID, we didn't know when we'd be able to, like, really get on stage, or you know what I'm saying? It was really, really shitty, so. 100%, <laughs> and then, like, like, competitions
0: before us as well, they were, like, masked up on stage, and I was, like, I don't want to do a competition where I have to be masked up on stage. Like, even masking up backstage was like that
1: level where i was like
0: hey, this is kind of getting annoying
1: yeah it was uh yeah i, I don't really want to dive too much into the mask because you know how people <laughs> like the time i agree i agree to, but but I, <laughs> I, I, that's exactly how i felt yeah for sure yeah so tyrell <laughs> it, who is a bodybuilder that you look up to okay so when we talk about bodybuilders i look up to obviously you know you can't not say chris Bumstead, dude you just can't you just can't <laughs> He's a fucking the goat to the the all goats. legendary physique. He's literally a fucking statue. But I think for me, like, bodybuilders I look up to, you know, like, if you take it back a little bit, I think Flex Wheeler has, like, a physique that I really like yeah. the flow of. Um, Obviously, you think about, like, Ronnie Coleman and all these monsters, but, like, I like Flex Wheeler, the way his physique really flowed. It was, like, nice and full and filled, and, like, it had that nice aesthetic look, but he was still very mass, you know what I'm saying? Um, So definitely Flex Wheeler. But I think, like, nowadays, you know, like, when I was going through my prep, um raymond edmonds and men's physique obviously um oh, yeah. brandon hendrickson obviously too as well but like raymond edmonds actually a lot of my posing i actually watched him and mimicked his posing a lot because i'm a taller person a little lengthy on the arms and shit you know so like i found that the way he flowed on stage kind of like suited me so he kind of like became somebody that i was kind of like looking up to and i like this vibe and, and stuff you know what i'm saying so um yeah that's probably like a few of the people for sure you know no i probably love the, that I'd say like one of the
0: ones that got me like really into bodybuilding. One of the ones that like really like I looked up to like during my first prep. So I will say I did my first prep also as a vegan. Um, So (laughs) that's crazy. So I did my first part of prep. So I did four months uh, completely meat free. um, And like one of the bodybuilders I really look up to is Nima Delgado. Yeah. He's yeah he's a natural vegan men's physique competitor that like took himself to Olympia which was like unheard of
1: that's crazy and
0: yeah so i was like all right like this is this is fucking wild if like this guy's doing everything naturally eating vegan and like it's just like the his vibe is just like very like calm serene and like i was like hey like so it doesn't have to be that like over the top energy over the top like like lightweight baby yeah yeah (laughs) right so i was like when i saw him yeah and so, like, when I saw him, I was just like, shit, like, there can be another side of this bodybuilding that, like, isn't necessarily just, like, I'm over the top. I'm screaming every set. And I was like, you know what? Like, there is a place for both of those sides.
1: So did he influence you to go vegan? Is that why you, why you went vegan?
0: I, I, wanted to, I wanted to challenge myself. Like, like we said before, like, it was, like, one of those things where I was like, fuck, like, I wonder what is possible not eating meat. Can I build the muscle that I want to not eating meat? Is it possible? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try.
1: Would you do it again? That's the question.
0: Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I made it through the first... Oh, dude, no. I made it through that first, like, four months of uh, prep. And, like, near the end of it, when, like, we're cutting carbs just, like, to absolutely nothing, it's almost goddamn near impossible. Like, it's almost impossible to get in the amount of protein that you need without any carbs as a, like
1: meat-free athlete. Yeah, man. I, like, I need my meat. Pause, yeah. <laughs> Pause bro. Like, but like I, I can't. Like, I, I, I couldn't. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say I couldn't. I just don't want to. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, yeah dude. Like, when it came down to it, I was just, like,
0: like, I, I remember I wrote a post about this, and it was basically just, like, saying, like, like, yes, I could do it, but it's a hell of a lot easier while you're eating meat. Like, hey, you want to get some lean protein in? Cook chicken breast. Like, you exactly. do like, right? And,
1: Whereas with with being vegan, what do you got to eat? Like a whole bunch of, like, lentils, a whole bunch of beans?
0: Yeah. Like, what, are, what are you and, eating?
1: You know what I'm saying? But then the, that as well is,
0: like, so high in carbohydrates. And so it's, like, then you – it just takes a lot more fine-tuning of every ingredient and, like, be like, okay, cool. Cross the T's, stop the I's, look at the macros 17,000 times before you actually eat anything on your plate. And it was just – it was tedious at the end. It's tedious.
1: Yeah. yeah, I feel that. Definitely, I wouldn't do it. yeah thanks bro it was
0: it was was (laughs) so tyrell uh what was your like last competition stats like like your body weight height versus your current body weight and height
1: okay so i'm about 6'1 um a little under 6'1 actually um my girlfriend always tries to tell me i'm 6'3 i don't know why she always tries to say i'm 6'3 but (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah that's class that was class d so i was 6'1 um and i weighed on stage about 185 pounds damn um, yeah that was pretty uh that was pretty light for me I, I never been that light for a long time up until that prep um but yeah i'm usually floating around like 210 right now i'm 215 um, oh, comfortably comfortably 215 uh, we're trying to push 15. we're trying to push 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 yeah the heaviest um, I actually got when I was uh like before I started prep, the heaviest I got was about two thirty-six. Damn. Yeah, I was a big thick boy. <laughs> big thick boy. So
0: like what's uh what's your current like do you have a current goal weight right now or is it just goal physique that you're looking for?
1: So it's definitely goal physique, but I think um you know how we sometimes the numbers they they talk to us, you know, they'd be calling us and whispering in our ear. <laughs> So uh I mean I'm I'm shooting for like at least a two forty plus, you know what I'm saying? I would like to reach yep. two fifty just to just to say that I broke a barrier, you know, because for me I think and probably because I've been so skinny, I wanna like put on size, but at the end of the day, it's all about the quality size I'm putting on. So we'll see how it goes. One hundred percent, man. And like
0: it really does come down to that, like how much lean muscle mass can we really build in a month, in a year, right? Like it's not gonna be that 30, 40 pounds.
1: Exactly. And the thing for me too is like, dude, I'm six foot. So, you know what I'm saying? I got to put on more weight. Like you're, how tall are you? Oh, dude, I'm a little shorty. I'm a little shorty. I'm 5'9". Had to call you out, man. But you're weighing <laughs> almost as close to what I'm weighing right now. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's where I'm yeah. like, I should be bigger. You know?
0: <laughs> dude, I woke up today at
1: 212.2. Yeah, 212.2. I think I literally am like 214.7 if you want to get into the point, decimal points and stuff like that. but like, yeah. Damn. About 215. Yeah. So you're not too far dude. off
0: from me, bro. No, dude. I'm like, my, like, like you said, goal physique is definitely like the what to shoot for. But like, I definitely have like, I have that number. I, right. Like, we all have that number of being like, well, shit, I want to see. I want to see what I look like. And I want to get to, I think I'm going to get to 220 before my next cut and then see how it really holds. I was 165 on stage.
1: Oh, that is, bro, feathers. You put your. Yeah. Fight, like one arm for a dumbbell bench press or something.
0: <laughs> Legitimately, a strong breeze could have blown me over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt very like paper thin. You know, I felt like very skinny. Very skinny. Yeah. And I think that's how, yeah, that's just how it goes with the conditioning and all that, right? 165, though, man. Damn. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Like I, don't, like, I never want to get that low again. And like, looking at like going into classic this year, my, for my height, my weight cap is 190. So I need to aim for 220 and then a 30-pound prep cut or aim for 225 or so and really just see how much I can really stack on because, like, if I want to get to that level, if I want to get, like, to Toronto or to Vancouver for that pro show, then I need to be coming in at least at 180, 185 on stage this year.
1: Yeah, you want to hit as close to that weight cap as possible. That's a good thing about the weight caps, though, because then because of the weight caps, um, it kind of forces you to like put on quality size. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you can't go too high up because you're gonna have to cut the weight anyways. And if you don't make the weight, then you don't make the show, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. And
0: then it's just like like I've been like kind of thinking about that already in advance. And I'm like, you know what? I'm probably gonna end up doing a twenty week prep or maybe. Uh, Like, cause like, I think last year I did a 14 week prep and like, it was good, but like, and like, I was fucking diced for it. My conditioning was great, but like this year I'm going to need more time. There's no way I'm doing this in 14 weeks. I'm not dropping just like 20 pounds. I'm going to be dropping 30 plus pounds in it unless I do a mini cut beforehand, but we'll kind of see that as it does go still holding ab definition, which is wild to me. I don't get it, but all right.
1: That's funny because I was just thinking the same thing yesterday when I was in the gym. I like lifted up my shirt. I'm like, why can't I still see my abs? I'm not, I'm not putting up enough weight. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: dude. I like I saw someone uh, post this the other day, and it was um, uh, someone just like had this on their story or something, and it was like, yeah, if uh, if you can still see your abs, you're not building enough, or you're not you're not building enough to be ready for the next show.
1: Yeah, that's like, such a bad really? that's such a bad mentality, but like that shit lingers in your head you know it's like maybe I'm not getting big enough
0: <laughs> right dude I remember like my coach like I was talking to my coach about my like current weight and uh I mentioned to him and I was like yeah man like I'm like sitting at like this was back I think this was like 10 pounds ago so I was like 202 yeah. and I like I posted on my story and he I was like yeah like guess how much I weigh he comments on it he's like not enough keep growing <laughs> and I was like oh. oh oh thank you thank you for that sir I appreciate you but it was true and but then he like he followed it up and he was like listen you're going to get uncomfortable you're not going to like it embrace the fluff and you will do a lot better in your next show and i was like all right all right i'll take that i'll take that yeah
1: yeah i definitely will take that um, cuz like when i was at 236 like the heaviest i've ever been ever in my entire life i'm actually very happy i hit that weight i actually had a coach for my off season keon pearson was actually my fucking coach in that off season right Oh, yeah. Uh, I just didn't take him into prep as my coach just because I don't know the vibe just wasn't there for me. Um, but anyways, like, yeah, when I was 236, it was getting uncomfortable. You know, what I'm saying like, I felt heavier, you could feel it when you're moving around and shit, right. But I think that, I guess, getting to that point, it helped me like put on the muscle that I needed and the size and to actually take my physique yeah. to another level. Right. So yeah, one hundred percent. That coach is telling you exactly just how it is, eh? <laughs> <No> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like sometimes,
0: you, sometimes you just gotta hear it. Like it, it takes that certain level of being like, hey, well, like this is your off season. Allow it to be a off season where you are growing, but like he was like, don't chase the number on the scale because you're gonna get fat. And I was like, well, okay, again, you're you're not wrong. You're not
1: yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna happen regardless. Fuck it. So let's uh let's
0: give let's give the listeners some golden nuggets here. So I want to talk about you and your coaching right now. So like what type of clients do you mostly take on?
1: Uh in terms of clients, I take mostly lifestyle clients to be honest. I don't really have any competitors that are competing. Um and that's not for any particular reason. I think uh it's just the type of people that I really attract, you know. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it like when when it comes down to like t- like coaching competitors like you have to be so diligent as a coach and like i i don't take on competitors myself either i just i just i'm not ready for it personally like i need to learn more about the whole competition process before i really do start journeying journeying out into that whole realm because like learning about like sodium balancing during prep and like how to do water retention and like how to do like the full drying out process like there's a lot going on and it's like okay cool like this is something that I will learn eventually. And I will learn it on other people. I understand it to an extent on myself. And like, I did help one of my friends recently um, coach one of her clients through their prep. And like from just like the small, like tidbits I gave her for uh, information really did help him start drying out. But like to understand someone else's body to the extent of getting them on stage, sometimes it takes working with them for a long time too.
1: Exactly. Um, Everybody's body is different and, and, Even when I'm taking on lifestyle clients, it's still – I'm still, like, I'm trying to know their body still. So, imagine, Mm -hmm. you know, dealing with a competitor. It's like they're going on stage, so you got to figure it out a lot quicker, and it might not be the best the first time around even. You know what I'm saying? So, I think, yeah, all those little dirty details that you have to get in with, like, a competition prep is a lot different than taking on lifestyle clients. And, and, you know, I I think personally for me – The same way that for many years, many, many, many years back, I experimented with myself, my body, so many different things just from a lifestyle sense, I'd probably want to do that with my own competition prep as well before actually even considering taking on like competitive clients because even then to know that I can do it myself is still not enough, but at least I know I can do it myself and then I can expand that knowledge into like helping other people and figuring out how to manipulate certain factors, right? Yeah, 100%. And then like just
0: like learning from other like competition coaches, like, trying to find a good competition coach that will like teach you the processes as well. Not just coach you through the process.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. So like Tyrell, like
0: what is like the first thing you get your lifestyle clients to do when they come into your program? Like what's like the first step for them to like lose five to 10 pounds in one month?
1: Oh bro. I'm, I'm feeding them. I'm refeeding them. Feeding them? Uh, yeah, man. I'm feeding them. It sounds counterproductive, but I'm feeding them bro. Anytime Dude, I love it comes to me, um, what I find a lot of people and I think this is the problem with like nowadays diet culture it's everybody thinks that they have to like crash diet you know like let me just cut out the carbs let me let me just eat less and do a shit ton of cardio and that's how I'm going to lose fat but you got to think about sustainability right and I'm sure you know you're this is hitting with you I know it's hitting with you. oh man. yeah oh um, yeah you already know you already know the vibe. But yeah, first thing I ever do with them is I, I refeed them, try to boost their metabolism, and get to them good, a good starting place to set the foundation for you know long and sustainable fat loss to get to their goal. Um, Dude, one hundred percent.
0: And like, it's like it also comes into like the like the diet culture like effect of everyone only seeing calories in versus calories out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's so much more to the equation than just calories in, calories out. But everyone's like, oh, if I just like eat a thousand calories, then like I should be able to lose weight. But it's like, well. Just like think about this for a second. Like, is your body going to actually survive on a thousand calories? Is that going to be healthy for you? Yeah. Like, so it's always so interesting, like seeing like the other thing, yeah, like the other side from other coaches. Cause yeah, I do the same thing. I like, when I, when I talk to a new client coming in, I'm like, yo, listen up, listen right now, you're going to eat and you're going to eat well, you're going to eat yeah. good food. I'm not, I'm not playing around. You're not eating chicken, broccoli and rice. You're eating good food that you're going to like, and yeah. you're going to eat more than you probably can
1: right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. And yeah, I've had people that come to me and they were eating chicken and broccoli and like very, like not even no rice. And I'm like, why are you eating chicken and broccoli? And they're like, I thought that's how you lose fat. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) like, I was told only protein and vegetables. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, no, girl, man, look, we're going to refeed you and get you right, man. You can eat. You can eat. Um, It's all about managing the calorie deficit properly, obviously, but you can 100%. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about like the mindset of a competitor going forward. So like one of the biggest things is like the mindset of like knowing when you actually are able to start a prep. Cause there's so many people that like start preps and like to go on stage and they fall off. Right. So like what is one thing that you find as like a character trait or a personality trait that you need to have even before you start your prep?
1: Yeah. I think before even starting a prep, obviously like, it's pretty straight cut forward. Like you got to be a disciplined person. You got to be somebody who can, you know, say no as well, because there's going to be a lot of things that's going around you, a lot of noise that's going to distract you, and you got to be able to say no to all these things to stay focused on the prep. Because the prep it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot of time, and it's very demanding. um So if you're not somebody who's disciplined or somebody who can't say no, uh then you're fucked. You know, take it through. You know what I'm saying?
0: Dude, don't, like, don't beat around the bush right there. You're fucked. If you yeah. can't say no to your friends going out for food, if you can't say no to your friends saying, hey, let's go for beers and wings, well, guess what? You're not going to make it on stage. Yeah,
1: and if you, if you do make it on stage,
0: you're not going to win. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you're you're going to look like a bag of milk, and it's yeah. going to be unfortunate that you'll put all this time into it. But when it comes down to it, the prep is there for a reason. It weans out the people that aren't willing to do the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Prep it takes a whole different type of
1: person to go on prep. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be yeah. hungry. You got to be so hungry. So let's, let's pre- talk about pre-
0: the mindset of like during prep.
1: I like that. I I like that you're already onto it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what you want, what you want to say. The mindset on prep, you know, as I, I'm diving into it right now. Right. You got to be hungry. Yeah. Right? And I think, you know, it has to be more than just stepping on stage. There has to be another purpose that you're doing it because, you know, there's going to be times like, fuck, I know there was times for me, I was like, why the fuck am I even doing this? So I have to remind myself, you know, you find a lot of growth and you find a lot of things out about yourself beyond just like the gym when you're going through the prep, because you're pushing your mind to different places and you're really elevating, I guess, your mindset in everything you're really doing. Right. It makes you stronger as a person. So, I mean you gotta be hungry. You got there has to be a reason why you're doing it. You gotta be hungry as fuck. You know what I'm saying? No. Otherwise you're not gonna push through when the times are like the days are fucking hard as fuck and you're like getting out of bed, your body's just telling you fucking go back to sleep. You can't you can't move because you're so depleted, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Dude, when you're down to the fucking like under like
0: sub hundred grams of carbs, like get fucked. You have to have that grit. You have to have like you said, there has to be something more. You have to have that reason why that's so embedded in not only your brain but in your soul that you're like I'm doing this because like I did it for my dad like my dad was a aerobics instructor when he was younger and I was like I want to be yeah. way bigger than my dad ever was and I want to compete in fitness but not do aerobics obviously because I'm not <laughs> that guy not that guy <laughs> yeah, you're not love that my guy. dad to death but not that guy pal um, but yeah man just like. I remember there was one day that I was uh, I was in the gym and I was like hitting really hard and but yeah I think I was like down to maybe 150 grams of carbs at this point I was like super depleted super low super dry, and I like almost fell over like just like finishing up my back day and I was just like okay I'm like I'm gonna dip and I remember I like I met this guy and he like i met him like the week before and he like looks at me and he's like yo man like prep's going really well like you're looking really good i'm like dude i just i gotta go he was like are, are you done your workout though and i was like no man i'm skipping calves and he looks at me just looks me right in the eyes like dig fucking deeper and i was like oh shit bro oh <laughs> hit me right in the soul i was just like well doing calves i can't leave now i guess i'm going in we're going harder and it's just like those little like things that you remind yourself and that was like one of those quotes that I kept with me through all of prep and I will keep with me through my next prep is just dig fucking deeper. Like when you think you've given it all you have, you've only given about
1: 40%. Yeah, that's exactly, bro. That's exactly what it is. And I, I recently finally just listened to David Goggins. Like book can't hurt me. I don't know if anybody knows who David Goggins is, but he literally talks about the mental capacity and anything that we think when we think we hit our threshold. The fact is, the reality is our body can handle more. It's just all about like getting through the mental battle and overcoming that, right? Because our body is fucking strong. We recover, and you know what I'm saying? We can can deal with a lot. So um, it definitely is the fucking digging deeper. Dude, I I love that. Did uh, did you listen to the audiobook? The audiobook, man. It was fucking amazing. It was so good. It was so good.
0: I listened to it twice through while doing cardio for prep. (laughs) <laughs> like
1: yeah, yeah. every morning fun. i was
0: like can't hurt me by david gomkins we're going on and just listening to his story was just like that like reminder i was like life isn't that hard like look at his life holy shit there was so much that went wrong so much he battled through and if i can't make it through half an hour of cardio half an hour of the stairmaster well then there's something deeper on that uh, needs to get solved inside
1: yeah man like there's yeah like this is Life is not as hard as you make it to be. We're fucking, we're privileged over, over here in North yeah. America, man. So, um, and, and you know what? Like, like, and we talk about like how it, it takes a lot of like digging. It's, it's very gritty. It can get pretty deep and dark sometimes. But you know what? At the end of the day, as I say, we put ourselves through this. So we don't have to act like we're some type of victim when we're going through our prep. This is something that we're doing for ourselves. So obviously push through the darkness and all that shit. But like, we're putting ourselves through this for a different purpose, right? So like. I, I just don't like like how people they they talk about prep, how it's like this some horrible thing, right? It's like you're choosing yep. to do it, then fucking go through it. like, yeah, stop, stop bitching. you know,
0: dude, one hundred percent, you are choosing this. this this is you choosing your own path. like yeah. just stick with it. I remember I was like leaving one of my cardio sessions and like my uh, posing coach lives in the same building as me. I was le- leaving my cardio session. and uh, as I'm walking out, I'm smiling. I'm like, hey, bro, how's it going? He looks at me he's like, what what do you mean? I was like, what, what do you mean? I'm happy I'm living i'm just, I just finished my cardio, and he's like, "You're way too happy to be on prep right now and I was like, <laughs> "This is a decision I make. My mood is my choice. I'm yeah. doing this because I fucking wanna be here, so i'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm gonna be stoked. I'm gonna be fucking stoked. I just finished my cardio session.
1: yeah, there's a lot of things that you know we can't control in our lives our mind our mindset is is one of the things that we'll always have control of, right so yeah. 100%. You know, how did you find your mindset was on stage? On stage, like, so I'm not new to being on stage because I used to dance through high school, junior high, and all that shit. Sick. So being on stage was not new for me. But for that purpose, the bodybuilding, it was kind of a little a little bit of nerve-wracking at first. But I think once I got on stage, and, and I did a lot of posing pack, practice throughout the entire prep, I literally started, like, right at the start of prep. You know what I'm saying? So I was very comfortable with how I could pose. So, like, being on stage, you know, you get those first – nerves and jitters when you first get there but once i started to like pose and get in the flow of things it, it got really fun for me, for me yeah i don't know about you how was it for you oh dude i was
0: i was definitely like the like the first time i stepped up there when they called my number i was a little sh- i was shaking no, i was sure. like oh fuck i was like oh, okay just hit your poses just do it and like i remember i like i now like even like looking back at some of like my posing pictures i'm like fuck i can see it in my own face that I, I was shook but yeah. like it just <laughs> But then, like, looking at, like, the first pictures versus, like, they ended up, like, fucking up our, uh, like, our group. And they got us to do our routine multiple times, which was actually kind of dope. And so then um, they, like, the second time around when I was doing my routine the second time, it was like, okay, cool. Like, now I get this. oxy shred. eh? Ooh.
1: Ooh. This uh, podcast is sponsored by EHP Labs. Empowered. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. Love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, man, no, but exactly, yeah. And that's yeah, I mean that's nice. You got to you got to do your routine more than once. I'm jealous of that. Like Yeah. i was I, surprised. I, my pictures suck. Like my professional photos, uh, they weren't the best. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I was pretty like I was pretty pretty mad about that, but we'll get better ones next time. <laughs> yeah. Next one it's a, a whole, whole different, different demon. That's next true. year we're going out huge. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, being on stage, is, it's, it's fun. It's fun for me. So I think that's that was the best part. Because it's like, we worked so hard for up to this very point. Now we're here. Just fucking enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Might as well just show off, show out, whatever, you know? Smile's <laughs> big and let's fucking get it. Smile big and pose, yeah. yeah. Exactly how did
0: uh, how did you find, like,
1: like, after the
0: competition? Like, like during, like, like, reverse dieting and, dieting and that process. whole process?
1: Yeah, reverse dieting. I had a plan in, in my head that did not go... As I thought, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. so I ended up going on a little bit of binge, you know, kind of, yep. kind of, kind of went off the wagon. First prep, people told me that it was gonna happen, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm strong enough. I can like, happen. Yeah, no, there's happening. no way. Yeah, your body just says something different, bro. I don't even know. You like, you get possessed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> demons possess you, bro. So. I mean, it was it was kind of hard because you go from being shredded and then you start to like eat all this food and you see your body changing. But one thing we I guess we have to realize um, is that we can't stay stage ready all the time. So you got to let that go. But I think it's also not healthy to go on like some type of binge because, you know, when you're coming off of a a prep reverse dieting or any type of diet, reverse dieting is always just beneficial to your metabolism um mm-hmm. and if you're somebody who likes to maintain a nice physique but you want to get to a healthier state then reverse dieting is going to help you do that right yeah, yeah dude 100 percent. and like that's, like that's like the biggest
0: thing, thing. Like, like i like i was the same way i was way. like, I have, I, have I, like I, have I have this plan, plan in mind plan. i have like this, this all, all set, set up, up. i was, I was like, like okay cool we're just gonna reverse, reverse back, back out of this it'll be totally fine
1: i, I remember like a couple days after uh crap i was like eating like 4500 calories i was
0: like what? Why am I not, not feeling really full? Like, what's, what's going on, on here? My body was just like it was just against me. He was like, "No, no, you can eat more. You can eat more. It's fine. Don't worry about it." And I just like I just kept eating, and I was like, "Okay, cool. Like, we gotta we gotta pull back." And so I actually like hired my prep coach back on for uh, my reverse diet because I was like, "Listen, man, I I don't know what's going on, but I cannot control myself." And he was like, "Don't worry, I got you. Like, I told you this was gonna happen." And I was like, "Yeah, I just I just need a little more accountability so that I'm not just." eating all of the food he was like you literally do not have the hormones regulation regulating for your hunger
1: cues so it's going to happen this way yeah so you're smart you did that i i knew i was going through that like i was eating bro like 4500 peanuts i think i was out like yeah almost, like, eight, eight to ten thousand a day for like a good, a good fucking week bro and i sh- i was off the wagon i was eating just to eat i don't even know what the fuck yeah. it was bro like i think it was it was literally just like
0: eating all of the food that we like couldn't have during prep like yeah. I remember, like I was eating like just like like cheese cracker things. I don't remember. It was just like just so whatever I could get my hands on. I was like, I'm just gonna eat more. I'm just
1: gonna eat more. Bro, I'm so disgusted just thinking about like all the food that I was eating. Like, is is that's not healthy? <laughs>
0: it's 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 one of those things though. It's a uh, it's it's a lesson, not a mistake. It's like we take that knowledge going into this next prep, and it's like, okay, cool. Now after this next prep, after this next competition, well, are we going to do the same thing? Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: Definitely not. I'm I'm definitely going to stick with my coach through the reverse diet, at least for the first four to eight weeks. Um, I think yeah. from there I'll be able to, like, handle it, right?
0: 100%. After, like, the eight-week work, like, you've kind of reversed almost back to your maintenance or, like, kind of close. That, like, you can definitely, like, that's where I'm, like, okay, that's where I can take it back in my hands. That's, that's where, where I'm not too worried about it. about it. I'm like, all right, like, there I can be fine. Yeah, um, how sure. has, like, your mindset been for, like, off-season training?
1: Uh, With off-season – uh like my mindset is you know uh, obviously like it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to talk about because like i went a little off track for for a, quite a long time for that throughout the year i've been doing a lot of traveling i was in colombia for like three months went off track there went to mexico you a sick yeah it was fucking great experience man anybody who has not been to colombia go to colombia best place you will ever visit in your life trust me believe that but <laughs> <laughs> but uh in off season i think the mindset is just like um Make sure you're eating enough food to grow. Um, focus on training hard, um, and just if you're gonna get a get a little fatter, who the fuck gives a fuck? That's just a part of the game, you know. You're eating a yeah. lot more food you're for for a purpose, right? But I think I think one thing that I really had to reground myself as well is like in off season. If you're planning on competing another time, it is an off season for a reason you're supposed to improve in some way. So you need to know that everything you're doing day in and day out is still for a purpose because in the future, you're trying, to, you're trying to get better for the next time you're on stage. So you can't really like go off track too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. yeah like that's, that's the biggest thing. thing. Like, like if you are
0: looking at computing again, it's like, like can't just, just be like everything you've done, you've done already, already, like thrown out like yeah. the absolute like window, right? Like, like it, it has, has to be still purposeful. Like you still have to be going in with intent and like, like like, like, I, I definitely the did the same thing. thing. I, like, I had a fun summer. I'm not going to lie. But then, yeah, then it was yeah, like, okay, okay, cool. Like, what, what am, I, am doing I doing right now, now to work towards this goal of the next show? What am, am I doing right now that I need to be doing better? Where do, do I, I have, like, my, my areas day day? that I need to improve to really get, get, myself, to get myself to that physique today, that I need for that next show?
1: Exactly. You got to check yourself sometimes, you know, because it's easy for us. Oh, yeah. in off-season it's easiest for to get off track. You know what I'm saying? So you got to check yourself for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. I, I like, I wrote, I wrote a post today about this, actually, about, so, like, um, standing, like, like, being in the crowd or standing on stage. And, and it just, like, comes, comes, down, comes, down comes down to being, like, average or being a fucking savage. Like, like for you to go, go through an off-season season properly, you cannot expect, expect to just, just live, live an average life. It, it doesn't, doesn't happen, happen like that. If you are a competitor, there's things that you need to be savage about that aren't going to change from in-season to off-season. My old coach, he was like, man, you need to, like, realize that eventually in your life you are going to be 16 weeks out at all times
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what do you mean like hey like so
1: basically basically he was was just like like, hey
0: you need to be ready to do a prep at any point like you can't can't get get past the point of 16 weeks out i was like okay like that's a good way to look look at it if i want to continue competing further down the line right like like if i'm looking at like my next like my next build won't be a loosey goose build. build it won't be Throwing on a bunch of fat. Next competition, like I I said, I'll be trying to aim for like that 180, 185 mark. But But then then if my cap's cap's at one ninety, well then I don't have a lot to grow there. I'm not going to be gaining 10 pounds of fat, 20 pounds of fat to put on that extra ten pounds of muscle. I'm gonna be doing a lot more lean, a lot more like balanced, a lot more approached and like properly planned out so that I don't have to go through a harder prep to get myself back on stage.
1: Yeah, and I think and I think it varies from uh, person to person in the sense that it depends what category you're competing in, right? Because I think yeah. for you, as you're in classic, you got the weight caps. For somebody like me, who's in men's physique, there is no weight cap, you know. So, um, but it's it, realistically, it should be the same mentality all the way across, 100%. Yeah, 100%. yeah, 100%. But there it comes a certain point, point right? Like
0: as I, I got a question for you. I got, I got a good, good question for you. Actually, let's let's translate over. Let's go into some hot takes. Let's, Let's go, go into some, some hot takes. This will be fun. We'll, we'll talk about some sauce. things. So, so first, first question for you as a natural, natural competitor, competitor, competitor. Sorry.
1: Uh, well what? What, what are what your thoughts sauce about, sauce about sauce hopping on, this, on the, the uh, sauce there? Oh, the sauce. A <laughs> good old. <laughs> one <sauce>. cycle <laughs> won't hurt, right? <laughs> That's funny because I've heard that so fucking many times. It's just one cycle. Oh, yeah. It's just one cycle, bro. one go, cycle. Like, oh. Once you go down, the thing is, like, for me, like, I don't. Okay, first and foremost, I used to have really bad acne, okay? So this is this is number one. This is what's keeping me, like, grounded to not even, like, going to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. But I used to have really bad acne, so I don't want going on any, you know, um, PEDs to to bring that back, right? But also for me, it's like I want to see how big I can get naturally without, yeah. go on, without going on gear, you know? Uh, yeah, 100%. So that's kind of, like, the main thing for me. And at the end of the day, like, the main reason I work out for is health. And even though you can be healthy while you're on PEDs, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's just something I'm not really trying to go down right now. Yeah. Um, right now. Uh, right now. What about you? I'm
0: in the same boat, man. I'm in the same boat. I want to push my genetic potential as far as possible. I want to see how far, how big, how strong, like where I can really take my physique naturally first before doing anything. And that being said, I do not see myself jumping on gear anytime in like the near future. Like I'm saying like 40 plus, some, uh, some TRT just to make sure my testosterone stays healthy. And like that's not going to be like a building muscle point for me. It's going to be a quality of life right like, like where, where my testosterone, testosterone is still gonna be up high i'm still gonna I'm feel, feel like a, a like a solid person, person. like i'm, I'm still, still going to be a fucking man, man. right it's, it's not like a, a, oh i'm jumping on test right now so i can uh, boost my muscle it's like, like there's, there's only so much, so much that we can do even on gear that's like, like yeah. well what's, what's what's the real point at the end, end of the day um like i definitely agree though like i want to see about pushing like natural competitions as long as possible and like TRT is like the the only thing thing that I like even like consider consider in in the far future just as a quality of life thing because like like you said yeah it's all like fitness is about health if you have it it for other like reasons or if you are working out for other superficial reasons well then probably probably gonna fade fade a lot quicker quicker.
1: (laughs) yeah and and for me uh t-bone shout out to t-bone he knows what's up with the acne yeah I'm trying to avoid that uh but anyways, somebody in the comments, right, yeah, but uh anyways, um, and I think for me with with like the steroid usage and shit like that, it's like um obviously, like the natural competing and stuff um when we're competing naturally, it doesn't have as much prestige as like the actual you know uh enhanced open categories, right, yeah. but i think I think for me, if you're gonna go on gear, then you. You need to be trying to go to Olympia. Like, it has to be something you're doing, you're trying to do, and you're trying to be oh, competing yeah. your, your entire life. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Otherwise, why the fuck are you even going to bother? You know? Yeah. You should. So another that. question
0: just came in, uh, T Bone, but at 40, wouldn't you be prioritizing health instead of aesthetics and strength? 100%. That's why I bring up TRT, testosterone re- replacement therapy, not just jumping on testosterone itself. Testosterone replacement therapy is just going to balance out your levels and just get you back to a healthy testosterone levels. You're not just going to be skyrocketing. You're not just fucking like blasting yourself with testosterone. It is just to maintain a healthy, um, a healthy life moving forward.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just kind of like when people start to, you get old, your testosterone starts to drop. So it just tries to bring you back to a normal level. Right. Whereas like yeah. when we take the actual, like the, roof, <laughs> the, the, the actual, actual real, real yeah, shit, like, like boom to the roof, you know? yeah yeah so, so let's uh let's move uh, on to the next hot
0: hot take what, what about fake f-
1: natties fucking hate them bro like Dude, i don't like, know what, what the, the point f- is what like what is the point like what what, what type of pride do you get in like being a fake natty like deep down you know you're fucking not so like why do you feel yeah. like the man you know what i'm saying like why lie and, and hey, man, like, it's like, like sorry bro. go ahead <laughs> I'm like waiting for you to say. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're both waiting. I both was weird. gonna say, like, think about the time we're in, bro. Like, like if you're gonna take, if you're gonna take steroids, like nobody gives a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as you're honest about it, nobody gives yeah. a fuck. So why are you gonna lie? <laughs> 100%. Dude, one hundred percent. And it's like, like it's so sad because like,
0: like with like the, the age like, of like, TikTok, TikTok and, everything and everything and like social media,
1: there's just like, like so much
0: exposure, and people are just like, like, oh, this is what's like able to be, or like this is what I can actually achieve naturally. Or like looking at like when people bring up like celebrities. You know, if you think that cele- if most celebrities, celebrities are still natural, like, you
1: just need to figure that out for yourself. Yo, wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. You're saying The Rock is not Natty? Um,
0: wait a second. Thing? WWE, <laughs> NFL, what? like, uh, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. I, think I think he's natural, natural bro. bro. I think, <laughs> I think Zac, Zac Efron is, in, uh, what was that, that movie? movie? Uh, um, Baywatch. 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 Yeah. I, I think he was natural, too. 100%. Yeah, man. So, I mean,
1: yeah. I don't know why. I, I just don't see the purpose of motherfuckers lying. Like, just be real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. One hundred percent.
0: Do you? Do you? Do you have much knowledge in uh, peptides? Uh
1: no. You know, like not like. Are you talking about like shit like creatine or HGH type? Of, like, what type of peptides? Uh
0: not necessarily creatine. Like um, HG. HGH, HGH and, uh, there's, and uh, there's like there's there's peptides for everything, peptides for everything nowadays, nowadays. But like, like a, a lot of like these peptides like. like, peptides, like, like they, they are, are still injectable, injectable right yeah. And so, so would you consider, consider those types of polypeptides natural still or unnatural?
1: So I mean like you think about HGH already what it really does it like human growth hormone right like it, it takes your your human human growth to like a whole nother un unnatural level right mm-hmm. So, I think the key there is like you're hitting unnatural levels of certain things. So I mean, I wouldn't consider them natural. Definitely not. Uh, even no. though if you if you go to Mexico, you can find them at the pharmacy, but <laughs> still not natty. Oh, well, you, you
0: can, can find clen and tren and, trend
1: and everything.
0: everything. Exa in Mexico, Mexico in the pharmacies, but, like yeah. But I, I definitely agree. Like, like there's, it's, it's just not quite natural. natural. You're, You're still, still inducing, inducing hormones into your body, body right? Like, it may, it may not be. be like, necessarily, necessarily inducing, inducing straight up testosterone, testosterone
1: or Trenbuterol
0: buterol or anything like that, that. But, but you are still injecting hormones into your body. body. Uh, okay, um, next one I got before, for you. What, what about are, what is the hottest
1: gym, gym attribute? Gym? I know that you did say that
0: you have a uh, girlfriend, but what, but what is the hottest gym, gym attribute for a female?
1: Okay, so my brother's <laughs> in here, trend does wonders, he says. Hottest gym <laughs> attribute, um. You know, I think just if, if like, a if a girl is, like, confident and strong and knows her shit in the gym, I think that for me alone is, like, that's, like, nice. That's nice to see. And my girl, she's, like, she knows her shit, too, you know? And also, I, I like that because, like, then I can uh, ask her to spot me <laughs> and I don't yeah. worry about dying. You know what I'm saying? I think it's the confidence and, and you know, the, being strong and knowing your shit within the gym. That alone is, like, pretty fucking attractive to me. What about you? What do you, you think, <laughs> Yeah. I, I think yeah definitely, definitely
0: confidence, confidence and uh, dude, dude, a girl that like can do pull-ups, pull-ups.
1: get Ooh. me going that's a, yeah that's another level because not all girls can so when not all girls there, can and well not all guys, like, guys can L, like, either five, but six, you know what I'm saying like yeah when, when they're, they're when they're, they're, they're banging those out their their back
0: is looking, looking good let's, let's be serious it.
1: yeah yeah straight up that's that's a good one I didn't even think about that yeah subconsciously I like seeing like when girls can do pull-ups that's pretty cool yeah it's, it's just, just like one of those things, things where it's like, them. damn, she's, she's putting, putting that, that work to get there. there. I, I
0: appreciate okay. that. Okay, last, so certainly not least, gym gym fat, fat, or hot take for, for you. Is what, what is the, the worst gym, gym fad? fad?
1: Worst gym fad? Hmm. Shit, I don't know. Oh, you know what, bro? Like, you ever see the, the commercials or like fucking advertisements about that um that belt that kind of like shakes on your fat and stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know what the fuck it's called, but it's like <laughs> supposed to be something that's supposed to help with your fat, fat yeah. loss or fat reduction. And it's like just this you step on this like this, this weight belt thing and it just like shakes on your stomach and, and shit like that. And and that's supposed to be helping you with like fat loss. And that's like one thing where I'm like, okay, what the fuck? No, you know? Uh, no. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but that's that's one thing that came to mind. Uh, oh, uh, dude, like they're, 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 they're the worst. worst. It's like, like, yeah, it's like, like one of those like, like the shaking and like the like, oh, it's,
0: um, someone says the fat 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 vibrator but yeah yeah, it's it's like like the 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 muscle muscle engager through vibration it's like like, this will get you a six-pack through just like like, electroshocking your muscle and it's like Like, really though like really
1: yeah
0: you you actually think think you live this this? it's It's like my i think my least favorite one right now is like
1: the body sculptors oh yeah there's a lot of those
0: so So many many of those out there that that are like yeah yeah, like we're we're just freezing the fat off you or or we're burning the fat off you or we're putting in different uh radio waves into you to get get this fat fat off so granted i have done research research into it it. i have have done done a lot lot of uh research into it and looked at the scientific data for it and yes it can actually do what it says it's doing but does that fix the fucking problem
1: it comes back it's gonna come back if, if
0: you don't know, have
1: fucking good habits
0: with, with working, out working out or nutrition like what's going, going to happen this path's going to come back, back. you're, you're going, going to now take this band-aid off and, band-aid off and now have, have to go back, back and do it again,
1: again. Like, it's, it's just like, like
0: it's not helping you get, get anywhere, anywhere. It'll less, like, like except, except for this immediate, immediate like one weekend i'm gonna photo shoot i'm just gonna do a quick fat burn and then right after like you look like shit again i'm sorry but i'm not sorry like
1: yeah, no, that's, that's the truth. People do everything except actually working out, T-Mone says. And that's exactly it. People are always looking for, like, short fixes. You know, they don't want to do the work, man. Like, you
0: exactly. got to do
1: the work. Like, that's just how life goes There's giving, taking, life, and everything that you do. And that includes your fucking fat loss, people. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it comes down as simple as that. As that. Well, Tyrell, Tyrell where are, are the people going to, to find you? Find you? Yeah, if you guys want to find me, you can find me on all social media platforms at Tyrell Shy, T-Y-R-E-L-L-S-H-A-I. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm trying to get on TikTok, but I don't know. I'm having trouble finding my flow on the TikTok game. Right, a while. on TikTok. You're on TikTok. I, I'm on TikTok. But like, it's, it's, different. <laughs> it's, it's different navigating that. But yeah, find me on all social media platforms, Tyrell Shy
0: right on man yo thank you you so much for joining me for this podcast podcast. that was a ton of fun today and like like, dude just just like like being able to talk to another computer about all this shit is just like it's so so refreshing
1: yeah it's cool it's good vibes bro we got to get a workout when i come down that way again actually yeah Yeah, man yo yo, yo, let me know when you're coming through calgary and then we definitely will yeah for sure i'll hit you up brother filming and shit
0: i'll uh i'll help you with your tiktok game
1: yeah yeah man i need somebody out here to actually there's some people in my gym that actually go to my gym they're really big on tiktok but Um, it's a lot of humor stuff, right? And I'm not really a super humor guy. Uh, I have a a different type of humor than the shit they be doing, but they're they're killing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, then you just find your own own flow
0: flow and uh, fucking fucking ride with it, it, man. man. So... That is all we got for the podcast today. Thank you so much. For- Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you liked it, please do me a favor: like, subscribe, and share it to a friend or to your story and tag me at Shadow Fitness. Every one of these things really helps me out as a creator. Also, if you're interested in leveling up your life, nutrition, and fitness, send me a DM with the word discipline to learn more about how my coaching can improve your life.